Welcome back everyone to Jesus 24-7. This is Dina Calmetta with Susan Davis of Marriage Supper of the Lamb Ministries. And today we're going to talk about spiritual gifts. Susan, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Dina, for having me back. Absolutely. So tell us, which spiritual gift are we going to talk about today? Well, uh, we're going to be doing a series on spiritual gifts, and um, we're going to talk about the various different types of spiritual giftings as we continue on in this series. And uh, today's uh, special report is on the gift of tongues, which is unfortunately been a highly controversial topic. But we're ready to take it head on, right, Dina? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, so uh, obviously, um, I have the gift of tongues, and so do you, Susan. So yes. um, we're speaking from experience. And um, okay. I'm, I'm going to let you uh, have the mic, Susan, because um, you have a lot to say about this. So go for it. Yeah, I, I like Mike. So I'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. You know, hey, listen, God has a sense of humor. I can't help myself, you know. Yes, he does. <laughs> he created humor. <laughs> exactly. We laugh because he laughed. First. Amen. Okay. So I want to get into this topic. And... I don't want to just talk about spiritual gifts per se, because so many people, they just talk about the spiritual gifts and, you know, they're very interesting and they're, uh, they are fascinating actually. And so, but what is the purpose of spiritual gifting? And so today I want to open this program about the, you know, the discussion of why God uses and how he uses spiritual gifts. I think, Dina, if we really understand that these gifts have a purpose and they serve a purpose, then people won't be so, like, put off with them uh, or misunderstand them. Amen. Or, you know, so let's really dig our heels down deep into this topic. And so I want to talk about uh, the way the Holy Spirit teaches us. And so I'm going to open up on this scripture, in, and Dina is so great. She puts these scriptures up for us. Um, so we'll take a look at 1 Corinthians 2.13. And I want to just read this, and you follow me. And it says, Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual so if you did a study of the section of the Bible, you would see that it's very clear that this part of the Bible is talking about the importance of understanding the Bible through the eyes of the author, okay? So if you were to take any book at all written by anyone and you wanted to know exactly what that book was about, you would go right to the author, if you wanted the real meaning, because anybody can interpret what they think the author was trying to do, but only the author of a book is the one who really knows what he's trying to say with his book, right? Amen. Dina? Amen. That's right. And so really the law, the Bible is not different at all from that concept. If we want to know what's going on in this book, 
we really need to see it through the eyes of God. And that's exactly what the scripture is saying here. It's not in the man's wisdom that teacheth, it's through the Holy Spirit. And so, you know, how do we get that teaching? Well, we have to surrender our lives over to the Lord through uh, Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross. And so when we acknowledge what Jesus did, we uh, repent of our sin, we, you know, past sin, and we surrender our lives over to Jesus, making him our Lord and Master. And we pray to receive, to be moved from our own evil of self-centered will back into the will of the Father, which is Jesus is the one who bridged the gap, right, between us and the Father. He's the one that did it with his death on the cross and resurrection. And so this is how we can come into the filling of the Holy Spirit, and we ask for it. You know, we can pray for it. We can ask, hey, we want that, Lord, we want that full oil lamp. And so that's highly important. And once this happens, believe me, God will do what he did for Paul for you, which is he removed the scales from Paul's eyes. And Paul is a great example. That guy was, he was angry. (laughs) Was he not? He was very angry. He was ordering the murder and persecution of Christians. Oh, yeah. He was right there when Stephen was stoned, and he was railing on these Christians and chasing them down. And But God got a hold of his heart on the road to Damascus, and, you know, the scales came off. And um, he was able to, through Ananias, who God led him to in a, in, a, in a house, he received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so that's an amazing thing. But um, so Paul was a changed person. And you can, too. You can be a changed person also. Amen. And one of the ways that we get changed is by having uh, the Holy Spirit come into our life and bring new meaning to the Bible. And so um, how, okay, so we go back to the scripture again, and we learn how the Holy Spirit teaches. He has a method of teaching. He's been doing this since the New Testament and probably earlier than that. But we can see how this works and how this works with spiritual gifts. So to understand the scripture scripture completely, we actually go back to Acts 10 and to see how it's applied. I'm going to give you a, an example straight out of the Bible. This is really awesome. So first, we are going to go to the scripture Acts 10, which uh, is verses 11 through 16. And in that scripture, we see Peter, who has a vision of heaven opened and he sees a sheet from heaven with all types of animals and after three times god convinces peter to eat the food that was formerly unclean for the israelite but now god has said you know it's cleansed by him and that they can eat it and boy peter shows his true self at that point he he was not an easy sell on this okay god's trying to show him something and he had to show it to him three times. To get <laughs> he so, does that know, to Peter, a lot of us. <laughs> Peter has a little bit of a stubborn side about him, and we see that in this story. Okay, so then that's the first comparison of a spiritual thing. And what was that spiritual thing? It was a vision, okay? It was a vision, which is a spiritual gift. Okay, so then we go to the second point, 
And we see in Acts 10 also that the Gentile centurion Cornelius, now he was a Gentile, remember, Mm -hmm. has an angel appear to him and he's told to send for Peter. And so Peter comes to Cornelius and next he prays over this household to receive the Holy Spirit and they do it with evidence, it says, of tongues and prophecy. So Peter is amazed when he sees this family of Gentiles and they are receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The fire comes over them and it comes down on them just like tongues of fire did earlier to the disciples in Acts. And so it comes down on this group and they, they turn around, they start speaking in tongues and prophesying. Okay, so that was... Uh, we go back to Corinthians where it says comparing spiritual things with spiritual. So the first spiritual thing was the vision of the, you know, the food. And then the second spiritual thing is the angel that appeared to Cornelius. And then also uh, the subsequent conversion of this family to be able to speak in tongues and uh, prophesy okay so what is a revelation so god uses comparing a spiritual thing with a spiritual and then there is a rev uh, a, a revelation from the two and the revelation that peter was given by these two events is that he was to take the gospel to the gentiles he gets that message from god through the vision that he's you know allowed to eat the Gentile food, and he's also allowed to give the gospel to the Gentiles. Amen. So that's the revelation. Now here is the exciting thing. This was not exclusive to Peter. This is exactly how the Holy Spirit teaches today, believe it or not. And I have seen it in my own life, the pattern of the comparing of spiritual things with spiritual So what are spiritual things? Well, they are the spiritual gifts that we're going to talk about with this series that we're doing. And spiritual gifts are tongues, interpretations of tongues, prophecy and healing, uh, works of wonder, uh, words of wisdom, words of knowledge, and... um, you know, just a whole bunch of stuff, dreams, visions, visions, and, um, you know, we can see all kinds of mighty deeds that God's people do that are supernatural. And these are, you know, some people have the gift of healing. Okay. And some people can do healing. Uh, God will use them to heal someone. And then others have that particular gift. And so the gifts God gives are his choice to give, okay? And that's very important to understand because uh, people think they can get them for themselves somehow, and that's not, that's not <laughs> going to happen. You, don't, you can't give yourself a gift. No matter how hard you think you can try, <laughs> it is God who gives the gift. Amen. And he says that it's without repentance, so he gives it because he wants to. Okay, that's right. And why did I talk about Peter here? And why is this so important? Uh, Because it goes back to you can't really understand or discuss the concept of spiritual gifts unless you understand the purpose of them. And God, 
you know, he God is very uh, much a God of order, and he does things purposefully, and with, you know, he has a reason, and he does things with perfect timing, and so his timing is always perfect, and when he does something, he's got a reason behind it, and so um, sometimes we don't always understand his reasoning, uh, but at some point, I think, you know, then it can come into focus later why he does things he does. And so today, you know, I, that long intro was important, but we're going to go ahead and talk about this whole, um, gift of tongues. And for me, um, and, and I'm going to, you know, uh, want to have Dina talk also about her gift and we'll talk about our personal gifts because we have testimonials. Amen. Amen. And, One of the things I have to say about the gift of tongues is a lot of people, you know, they don't like the gift of tongues. Well, the scripture is right in there. It is in the Bible, okay? And uh, we're going to get into that too. But um, God gives tongues to people, and um, it's his own reasoning why he gives it. And he also has his timing for it. And so I want to address that in my own situation. And so um, what happened to me was I was at a lukewarm church, very lukewarm. I mean, the people at this church wanted nothing to do with tongues. So I didn't know anything about it, consequently, and um, as kind of a newbie Christian. And but, you know, I started to pursue the Lord on my own. I guess he was drawing me to himself. And as I was studying the Bible, I started to read up and understand about this gift. And I was like, wow, look at, will you look at that? That's interesting. And I felt like maybe I should uh, want this gift because of the way it was worded. And so I prayed about it. Um, I really prayed. I asked the Lord to uh, give me this gift because I thought, well, there it is. I think we should want this. But it didn't happen, Dina. It wasn't. It wasn't quite that simple. Uh, you know, I prayed for quite a while for the gift, and it just it did not come. And so it got to a point where I was like discouraged, and I just decided to give up on the whole project. And I basically just even forgot about it, to be honest with you. And uh, it just didn't enter my mind for a very long time. And then, you know, one day it sort of all happened at once. About the same time, I had a vision. God gave me a vision of a clock, and it was a clock that was about to strike midnight. And then uh, also I had someone who I knew that was prophetic, and the person uh, spoke to me and said that the Lord had a message for me and said that I was to go to begin to warn people that he was coming back. And so I was like, oh, wow, you know, and then... I had a good friend in L.A. contact me by phone, and she called me up, and a wonderful person, by the way, if she's listening. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just want to say she called me up, and she said that the Lord had a gift to give me, and I was like, okay, you know, (laughs) and 
she asked me if she could pray over me and I was like, okay, that's fine. And she was like, oh, by the way, she was one of the few people that I had ever known that could speak in tongues. I didn't, I did not you know, I want people to understand. I did not grow up in a church where that was commonplace. So I really didn't know very much about it at all. Or I didn't run with the crowd that did it or anything. In fact, I think this is kind of funny. My son, who was, I don't know, I don't know if he was fourth or fifth grade, something like that. At the time, we were, we would listen to stuff in the car together. And one time we had a CD on of a pastor praying and uh, preaching. And this guy broke into tongues. <laughs> and I, I mean, you know, he was a real energetic guy. And I don't know who he was. I don't remember. But he was very much on fire. And then he would, he would be preaching. And then he'd start speaking in tongues. And so I put this in my CD and I said, I said to my son, I said, listen, this guy's speaking in tongues. Look at that. That's what that sounds like. Because, you know, we didn't know what tongues was. <laughs> we weren't around people that did it. Although we went to church. Okay. So this guy is speaking in tongues and we're interested in that. But I, like I said, that I didn't uh, focus on that for quite a while until my friend called me and I was like, okay. So I, she prayed over me. I had no idea what she was meaning by what gift God had to give me, had no clue, no clue. So the next day, she calls me up and she asks, well, is anything going on? And I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) And she goes, oh. And I go, I don't think this is for me. That's what I said. And she goes, oh. She goes, that would be a lie of the enemy. And I was like, really? I know about him. So I hung up from her. And I walked into my kitchen at the time, and I was thinking about it, like, oh, I know about the enemy. And I'm standing in my kitchen, and all of a sudden, I started to talk, and this stuff was flowing out of my mouth. And it was exactly like the guy who was the pastor that was preaching in tongues. Praise God. I, I sounded just like him. And this is interesting to note because most people have different tongues they have different types of tongues and the idea that god would give me a tongue that was identical to the black pastor i heard was was something he was he was trying to let me know yeah you're you're you know this is tongues right and so i walked into my living room and i'm hearing myself talk in this other language which was a move of the holy spirit amen Well, I sat down on my couch, and all of a sudden, the only way I can explain it is it was like water was pouring over me like a flood, like a river. But I'm in my living room, okay? Praise God. (laughs) It felt like a river of water coming over me, but it was, you know, there's no water in sight. But that's that's the Holy Spirit moving, and I couldn't believe it. All of a sudden, I was hearing myself speak these different languages. Dina, I I heard Italian, I heard Spanish, I heard Russian, and I heard some kind of Middle Eastern dialect. And, you know, just these various languages. Amazing. That is amazing. (laughs) Yes, all this was coming out of me. And then all of a sudden, I started speaking French. And so then, amazing, that was it. It was just that was it, French. And so out of nowhere, I start speaking French. Well, here's the interesting thing. I've never taken French in my life. 
I mean, I don't know a thing about French. I mean, apart from, you know, the usual uh, crepe Suzette and stuff like this, you know. <laughs> French, French, the French language is a very difficult, for me it was, a very difficult language to learn. Italian, Spanish, um, Italian because I grew up with it in my my home with my parents. <laughs> but French wow. is difficult. And, but there's a certain type of French that you were telling me about that you speak right and i just want to throw this in there that after this happened to me i discovered that at the same time the holy spirit was falling on me my son's in the house and he came down on him also in another praise room. god my son started to speak what sounds like a you know a hebrew dialect i don't know if it's anything like that, I don't know. But that's, you know, if I was going to describe it to someone, that's what I was hearing. Okay. So this is like, I mean, all of a sudden, you're starting to speak something that sounds like French, and you've never spoken French in your life, or even had a French class, you know, ever. This is like fantastic. And I want to go back and just say this real quick about the timing, because God had given me a vision of a clock, with the time, you know, the minute hand almost up to midnight, right? Mm-hmm. Or the, uh, one of the hands right up to midnight, about to turn to midnight, and then also the word from another friend that I'm to go out and to warn people. And then I get a French prayer language, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, I think God's serious about me warning people, <laughs> you know? And so at that point, then, I began to take this very seriously like wow this is really really significant and so that was the beginning of doing ministry work for the lord more seriously and you know trying to warn people about his coming but uh, yeah dina mentioned what type of french um i happened to run into a pastor of a church who was from the congo and i guess that one of their primary languages apart from English, is French, and he was a professor of French in a local university, as well as being a pastor. So he was well-versed in the language French, okay? So I run into him, and I asked him, I said, I want you to hear this, and I want you to tell me if this is French or not, and what do you think about this? And this is what he said. He said, that's not just uh, modern-day French. He said, that's Elizabethan French. It's like um, high French. It's, um, you know, it's like when we read the King James Version of the Bible, and there's a lot of these and thous in it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> I think that that's what he was trying to tell me, is that it's, uh, it's, it's almost like if you're reading King James out loud, you know, it's, a, it's from a different era. That is so cool. God is just so cool. Yeah. And so um, this opened up a new dynamic for me. But the reason I wanted to mention uh, about the vision I had and everything, it goes back to what happened to Peter. See, God did a couple things here. And he's he was comparing a spiritual thing, which was the vision I had, with another spiritual thing, which is the gift of tongues he had given me. And uh, the two uh, led to the revelation that God wanted me to go out and start warning people about his soon coming. Amen. And so that's why it's so important to understand spiritual gifts and what their purpose is. 
And so tell us about what happened with you, Dina. Well, mine's a very simple story. Um, I was 12 years old and my sister uh, took me to a um, stadium here in Portland and a preacher was preaching. Um, Obviously, this person was uh, famous. I just remember being surrounded by a lot of people and... um, you know, uh, so at the end of the service, you know, they call people in the front to get saved. And I was sort of, you know, pushed forward (laughs) with my sister, but I received, Uh I received Jesus at that time. And my mother was with me too. And so we go back up the stairs and we sit down and, um, someone came over and she started to pray for us. And she said, um, you know, I'd like to pray for you to have the gift of tongues. So Uh I was like, okay, I didn't know what it was. You know, I just gotten saved because I grew up Catholic. All right. So I went to the Catholic Uh church with my mom. Um, But uh, so I didn't know what tongues was. But uh, she started praying for me. And all of a sudden I started speaking this language. I don't know what... um, I don't know, you know, what language it is. I don't know if it's, you know, uh, a heavenly language or if it's a language of this earth. I don't know. But um, I do know that when I speak it to God, I know that it's between me and him. I know, um, Uh and I'm not worried whether or not I can understand it. It's a gift Uh from God. He gave it to me. And and that's all that matters. And um, Uh so, yeah, I was 12 years old when I got it. And I remember... When I got saved, I mean, um, not at that moment, but afterwards, days afterwards, I was just so excited about God, about Jesus, about his Uh return. I was just so excited. And at that time, I didn't know to use this language, you know, but I, God Uh kept, he allowed me to have that gift throughout my entire life he never took it away even when I wasn't walking with him even when I wasn't doing the right thing um, when I came back to him boom I started you know talking in and speaking in tongues again and so yeah it's it's a it's an amazing thing it's an amazing thing to have and I want to just clear something up Uh there's a lot of people out there that think because they can't speak in tongues, are they really right. saved? And right. uh, <laughs> you are saved. If you receive Jesus, if you've repented of your sins, you've asked him for forgiveness of your sins, you've completely surrendered to him, you're saved. Uh-huh. This is a gift. You might have a different type of gift that I don't have or that Susan doesn't have that God's given you in particular. But uh-huh. it doesn't, you don't have to have tongues in order to be saved. Right. And I do want to jump in and clarify this because there is a lot of controversy about this particular gift. And it's also uh, an area that is used by the enemy. And so I want to get into that a little bit. And I want to talk about this. Yeah. I want to talk about this right up front. Because uh, here's how the enemy uses it. Well, first of all, he wants to shut it down, okay? Yes, he does. Uh, He wants to shut it down bad. And let me tell you why. Because of 
the other spiritual gifts, no, I wouldn't say that about healing, but, and some others, but there are spiritual gifts that, um, you know, if I tell you I had a dream, you may or may not believe me. Okay. And if I tell you I had a vision, you may or may not believe me. If I tell you I hear from God, you may or may not believe me. But if I stand here and start speaking in French, and I tell you I've never spoken in French in my life until this happened to me at one moment, and you can hear me do French and speak this, that's a very dangerous testimony to the enemy. Suddenly now, there's starting to look like there's a God involved and that he's real. Amen. And he exists and he, you know, works miracles in people's lives. And this is something the enemy wants to shut down badly. And he will do all kinds of things to do it. He wants to, well, first of all, he wants to put down people who have these gifts and say, well, they're just a bunch of babblers or, you know, it's just a bunch of nonsense and just some of the most horrendous things and uh, that fellow Christians say to each other. It's just really They shocking. mock. And really, when you're doing that, you're not mm-hmm. mocking us as individuals. You're mocking no. the Holy Spirit. Right. It's really just like a blaspheming of God. Yes. If it, it, and, and God's who God is. Because when someone's speaking another language <laughs> and they didn't study for that, that that is coming straight from the Holy Spirit. Amen. So they're literally mocking God and the gift he's given that individual. Another way that the enemy tries to go up against it is he wants to make people feel inferior if they are in a environment where other people are speaking in tongues and they don't have it. They don't have the gift. And so they, the enemy wants to make you feel inferior. When, like, look at my situation. You know, as soon as I learned about tongues by reading about it in the Bible, you know, and I set my heart on being interested in it, it didn't come. And it didn't come for a long time (laughs) until I got to the point where I completely forgot about it. And, uh, but it was not, it was not my timing. It was God's timing. God was using it to compare a spiritual thing to a spiritual thing to give me a revelation. And so God's timing is unique to every human being in what he's doing in, if, in regards to spiritual giftings. And so this is the problem with the lukewarm churches because they are operating under the uh, power of demonic spirits, religious spirits, spirits of Jezebel, denominational spirits and things of that nature. And so the enemy can use them because they're not fully surrendered to the Lord. And so he uses people in these churches to torment each other. And that's one of the ways that people get tormented is, oh, I don't have tongues, so there's something wrong with me. Or there's something wrong with my spirituality and and things of this nature. And so then another way that the enemy uses uh, the gift of tongues to uh, cause strife among the brethren okay, is by giving someone the gift of tongues, and then they think they're all that, okay? <laughs> they think, okay, I got tongues, and man, I'm, I'm going places now. And I mean, seriously, I'm not kidding. They think, okay, I'm in. I'm in like Flynn. I don't, I, I, I got it. I got it, and I'm going to heaven. I know Flynn. some people like this. 
they can speak tongues night and day and, and they can still go out and sin. You can turn around and sin. And that is not, I mean, again, God uh, does, you know, the gifts are w- without repentance. And what that means is God does not, he gives a gift and he doesn't take it away. Like you mentioned earlier, you yeah. were able to. Yeah, I was able to pick up on it when I completely surrendered as an adult and pick up right there. And so these are some of the things that the enemy likes to do. And you can only imagine. So God gives people some kind of a fantastic spiritual gifting and the enemy just cannot stand it because it it just speaks so loudly that, oh, there's a God, by the way, and he's in charge and he's a God of miracles and miracle working. And we should get to know this God and we should, you know, be close to this God. And so the enemy, he wants to squash that effort like big time. And so that's why this particular gift creates so much strife and animosity among the brethren, among people in churches. And that's why the powers that be, the ministry leaders in the lukewarm churches, they want to stop it. As soon as they see a move of the Holy Spirit, and they got a couple people that are showing up in their office saying, hey, I got this thing going on. And they want to, you know, okay, don't tell anybody else you have that, you know, and things of this nature. That's because, terrible. That's that's shutting down the Holy Spirit. Oh, it's terrible. It's, it's a very terrible thing. And then also, you know, there's people out there that will say, oh, you, that particular thing you're doing, that's coming from the devil himself, which is a whole lot like what happened to Jesus when yeah. he was casting out demons. They were saying, oh, he was doing it for the kingdom of evil, working yeah. against... You know, if you work against the kingdom, it won't stand. So this is some of the the horrible things that happen around this particular spiritual gifting. And so if someone comes to you, if you are a newbie Christian, and all of a sudden you start speaking in tongues, and somebody comes to you and says, oh, that's, that's coming from the enemy. I mean, the thing I would ask that individual is, are you worshiping the enemy? Are you involved in satanic things? Are you pursuing the devil? Because if you can answer me and say, no, I'm not worshiping the devil, I'm not, I'm not focused on the occult, then no, that, that's not coming from the enemy. So, you know, it, it, it's a spiritual gift given by God, and we just need to pray against, you know, the evil of the enemy because he's going to want to go on attack when you start to move into uh, closeness to the Holy Spirit. And I also want to talk about another thing, too, having to do with this topic, is in the Bible it talks about um, when people are more caught up in the spiritual gifts than they are the spiritual giver. Do you see what I'm saying, Yes, yes. And we want to be very cautious about this because some people they love to go to churches and they love to get caught up in that whole spiritual vibe of you know the moves of the miraculous and they're so caught up in that i call it the higher spiritual high that's what i call it and that's where people are more caught up in those things let me give you an example there was a church one time that had a move of the Holy Spirit, and he came, uh, the Holy Spirit came among them, and there was, you know, that, uh, the Shekinah glory, which is like a, it's just 
you know, the cloud, the glory cloud. Okay. Amen. Amen. And when God manifests himself in, in ways like that, he often doesn't do it more than once. It's usually just, you know, a one-time experience. Well, these guys, uh, they started to bring dry ice to church <laughs> to emulate that experience. You know what I mean? And to create like a fake Shekinah glory. I don't know if you can understand what I'm trying to say. Yes, here. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but That's crazy. But you see, that's what I talk about, the higher spiritual high, is we love the gifts of God, but we we can't put them in a place of idol worship, okay? That's right. And I believe a lot of churches, there's churches that don't want anything to do with spiritual gifts, and there's churches that worship them. And so we've got to find, you know, what the scripture says, we've got to pursue the Lord, and then these things will follow. That's right. Okay? They'll happen naturally. They will. And you don't even have to look for them. I mean, if your best friend is supernatural, you you know, I'm telling you, supernatural things are going to start happening. Amen. Close. I, you know, I liken it to, I, you know, I tell the story that if you had a, if you had a really close friend who was a, a major NFL football player, for example, and you just really like this guy. He's the greatest guy, really nice. You like being with him. But he just happens to be an NFL football player, right? Mm -hmm. And so he's going to get you the best seats. He's going to get tickets. He's going to get your phone fingers, you know? You're going to get all the stuff. And it's going to happen. It's So the question is, are you hanging out with your friend because you want the foam fingers and the good seats? Or do you really, like, just want to be with that person no matter what? You know, I use that story to try to demonstrate uh, how it is with God and these spiritual gifts. We we should never put spiritual gifts on the throne of our hearts. We should always put Jesus Christ there. Amen. And our focus should be on Jesus at all times and our love for him and to learn of him and to learn about him. And don't worry about these spiritual giftings. I mean, yes, I mean, they're amazing. But at the same time, what's amazing is Jesus himself. Amen. Yes. Yes, I completely agree with you. And um, as I said earlier, it'll come naturally. It'll, God will decide to, um, to give you a particular gift for, um, for his purposes. You know, it'll be for his kingdom, for the kingdom of God. It'll be used for his kingdom. And, you know, instead of, like, being caught up in pursuing these things, I think it's, it, you know, if you just pursue the Lord and, and see what he's going to do, I, it, that's way more interesting and, and exciting than anything else, you know, because you never know what God's going to do. And uh, I was, you know, since we were talking about this topic, I was going to share a couple things that happened having to do with tongues, you know, and testimonies about it. And Absolutely, yeah. There was... This one occasion that I have these good friends and they're Laowen, which is near Vietnam. Okay, for those of you that don't know what that is. But these people uh, were wonderful people, uh, close to the Lord, loved them, just loved these guys. And one time, uh, my husband and son, we, we were traveling to Atlanta. I'm sorry, through Atlanta to Florida from uh, where I live in Indianapolis. And... 
So my friend said, hey, why don't you come by? You know, you can spend the night and break up your trip and then go on your way. And I was like, really? That's great. So I contacted them and I said, hey, we're going to be in the area this week. And you know what? They said, oh, we're out of town, but we'll mail you a key and you can just let yourself into the house. We'll leave some food for you and spend the night. And, you know, nice. I was just like, I, I know it was just so very nice of them. And so we got to the house. They weren't there. They were out of town. But we went in and uh, we helped ourselves to some food and we hung out, rested. And I got up and I started to pray over their home. I was walking through the home and I was just praying for them. You know, I was praying for their home. And I started to pray in my prayer language, which normally would be like French. Okay. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden... And I'm not exaggerating. I started to speak Lawan. Praise God. Which was their language. That's amazing. And I could hear myself speaking their language, and I was just praying in Lawan. And it was so amazing. And then uh, after we left that house, I've never prayed like that ever again. Just that one time. <laughs> that is amazing. It was amazing. And so... What can I say about this? I can say, well, God's in charge. God is in charge of our tongue and, uh, you know, what, you know, when we surrender our life to him, he really is in charge. Amen. So, Dina, earlier in our discussion, we were looking at how God compares a spiritual thing to a spiritual thing. For me, the experience at my friend's house and speaking their language was really just a confirmation from the Lord that, yes, he was hearing my prayer for them and that he was, you know, part of what I was doing there. And God is has his ways, and we don't always understand them, but we have to trust him. Amen. And uh, that he knows best and that he's got the game plan. He knows the way, and we just have to follow him just like little children and just be led by him and you know he will not drop the ball and i'm really excited about it and um, i could just talk all day about the wonders of god amen there are so many wonders of god just so many the more the more time you spend with him the more time you spend talking to him the more time you spend in his word you're going to discover many new things about god but yeah he is amazing and so, um, Susan, I just want to thank you for coming on the show. Um, we're going to, as you said at the beginning of the program, this is a series. So we're going to talk about some other spiritual gifts in future programs as well. Amen. And uh, I hope that our listeners will share this with others and uh, that you will come back and uh, listen to our future programs. Yes, yes, yes. Share, you guys. Make sure that you are subscribed to the channel, whether you're on BitChute or YouTube or Rumble or you're on our Facebook pages. Make sure that you're subscribed because um, YouTube has a habit. I'm not sure why they do it, but they unsubscribe people. So you're not going to get notifications, if obviously, if you're not subscribed. So you want to make sure that you're subscribed to the channel and also share these videos with your family, with your friends, and um, do the work of an evangelist. 
And also, if you have any questions or if you'd like us to pray for you, you can go ahead and leave that below in the comments and um, we'll be happy to do that for you. And I just want to thank everybody for watching. Susan, I want to thank you for being on the show and we will be talking to you soon.